0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Welcome to the Equip to Be Show. I am so excited that you are with us today. Have you ever said something to one of your children only to turn around, or maybe even your spouse if you're married, and only to have them look at you, their eyes fill with um, the tears, and you turn around and you think to yourself, why did I say that? That's not what I meant to say. Has that ever happened to you? It sure has happened to me over the years. What do we do when the words that we say, they don't land in a tender place of the hearer and many times our child's heart? Well, that's going to be the topic of today's podcast, Monitoring Your Mouth. Now, I write about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules, which you can find uh, on Amazon, on in, in Target, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. You can also get it uh, in audio format. And <laughs> I was fortunate enough that I was able to actually narrate the Parenting Beyond the Rules book. But words have always been important to me, which is why I want to cover this topic on monitoring your mouth. Now, obviously, in our short time together, I'm not going to be able to cover everything. But I I distinctly remember, and I wrote about this in the book, when I, I said something to my daughter, and I turned around, I'm like, why did I say that? And she walked away. And I kept thinking, I know better, I know better, as more and more parents are spending a great deal of time with their children because of the, the change in our culture with the virus. That sets us up to say things uh, that we don't really mean, or to say them in a way that uh, aren't, aren't edifying, aren't life-giving. And I want to talk to you about how you handle that. How you don't beat yourself up because, let's face it, we're going to say things that hurt other people. Um, and I'm, I'm really going to focus on, and you can apply it to other areas, but I'm really going to focus on when you say things to your kids that You don't mean to say because you overreacted or you didn't pause before you spoke. You didn't think. You know, you just didn't think. You tell your kids, think before you speak. And if you can't say something nice, then don't say anything at all. And sometimes we don't even follow uh, our own wisdom. Well, this kind of scenario, if, if it's happened in your home, just know you're not alone. It happens in every parent, in every family. You know, we think we're saying one thing. But our kids hear something completely different. And, and you actually know how that goes. You'll say something to say your, your husband, if you're married, or your wife, and, or you'll even think you've said something to your child. And, and in your mind, you've said exactly, you know, what you thought uh, you were communicating. And all of a sudden, you realize, oh, wait, 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 <laughs> that didn't come out the way I, I, I meant to say it. You all have that happen? Yes, you do. We all do. And the reason is, is because we do, we say things and they, and there's unintended consequences. Now, we have to be mindful that what we say goes through the filtration system of our child or the listener's ears, and that what we say is actually what they hear. And what do I mean about that? We all have a method of communicating and everyone has a filtration system. So what you say goes in and it goes through a filtration, like through somebody's own personal filter, their grid in it. That's based on personality. That's based on life experience. That's based on the nature of your relationship, if that person is defensive to you or not. And you say it, and what they hear is not what you mean. You know, I've talked to you before about listening. And I'm going to say, if you want a relationship with your child, especially your teenager, or with others, and you want that relationship to be a healthy, flourishing relationship, then you have to monitor your mouth. And in order to do that, you've got to read the nonverbal cues that your children or others are picking up from you? Like when you speak, how are they responding? Are they smiling and nodding? Do you feel this sense of they're resisting or rejecting what you have said? Those nonverbal cues are great indicators, but you have to be intuitive. You have to be in tune enough to pick up on them. Do they cross their eyes? Can you see in their eyes a sense of Rejection or disapproval or hurt? Are you paying attention? See, our words do one of two things. They either build up and create confidence or they hurt and cause separation. I mean, think about that. The words that you say are either going to build up, give life, infuse confidence into the hearer Or they're going to cause harm. And when that hurt or harm happens, guess what happens? The wall goes up in separation because they don't know how to process what you've just said and it takes time. The latter, well, it often shakes your child's confidence and the unintended consequences. It wounds their spirit. What you need to realize is your children aren't as skilled at processing the words that are said and spoken, as let's say you are. Their spirits can be wounded, and depending on the temperament of your child, you may have a child who's very sensitive or compliant, and that child reacts to every word that you say. Maybe they're a people pleaser, and they desperately want to please you. And your words of disapproval can hurt them in a deeper way than a child who... Words are kind of like roll off, like water off a duck's back. So you need to be aware of the person you're speaking to, the child that you're speaking to, and how they're hearing the words that you say. Because your child isn't capable of sorting out what is true about what you said and what is an overreaction, or let's just face it, it's an exaggeration. You never clean your room. Well, is that really true? (laughs) No. Well, Probably no. Why can't you just fold the laundry like I tell you to do? Why does your laundry have to sit there for a week? Why can't you just take the initiative? Why do I always have to tell you to put your clothes away? Why do I have to tell you to put you know the jelly away after you've made a PBJ sandwich? Why do you? Why do I constantly have to tell you to load your dishes? Well, chances are those are all a bit of an exaggeration which results usually from a pattern of maybe not doing it. However, your children are not going to respond with, oh, thank you for enlightening me. I will get on that right away. (laughs) They're not going to do that. Usually it's going to cause a greater separation in your relationship because your kids take it all in. Every single word. The helpful, the harsh, and the hurtful. They're taking it in. They're listening and they're storing it up in their heart. You know, my family did not spend a lot of time thinking about the words that they said before they came out. My mother, I love my mother. But my mom used to always say, "Um, I'm just going to give you a piece of my mind. Man, I hated that phrase. And I hated it so bad. I know hate's a strong word, but I really did hate that phrase. And I didn't, I never responded favorably to that to the point where as an adult, I thought I am never going to do that. I don't want to give, you know, it's like, I don't want a piece of your mind. You just keep your mind all to yourself. Now you guys know if you've read my book and if you followed me on Facebook or Instagram or social media, or you've heard me speak, then you know that I love my mother dearly. But my mom wasn't a perfect mom and she would admit it. And I know she's passed now, but she would admit it. I'm not a perfect mom and my kids, and I admit to my kids, my failings. But she would say, you know, I'm just going to tell you what I think. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you want a close relationship with your kids, you don't need to tell them everything you think. And you don't need to give them a piece of your mind. Just keep your mind and keep your words until you can figure out how to respond and say what you want to say in a way they're going to hear and they're going to respond. Now, I get it. I, I know what you're thinking right now. How do I know what you're thinking? I'm not psychic. I'm just a mom. And I know you're busy. And I know your kids can, some of your children, they know exactly how to push your buttons, don't they? It's just like they know the combination. If I do this and this and this, I'm going to get a reaction out of my mom. Sadly, it's not always the reaction that they want, but they get a reaction nonetheless. And you have to realize that those helpful, harsh, hurtful words, they make an impact on how your child processes the world around them. It helps them, it actually shapes them into how they interact with people in general, especially as they're growing up. Now, I was always, you know, my family was always told, if you get your feelings hurt, too bad. I'm sorry, that's just not really like good parenting. (laughs) Because it is too bad. Because what ends up happening is separation. So you have to remember, when your children get wounded by your words, they end up wounding other people because you're modeling for them how they're supposed to speak to others. God's word says, let the, mouth, let the words of your mouth be seasoned. Let it, you know what seasoning does? It adds flavor. It adds taste. It, it makes you want to enjoy that meal. It's not bland or bitter or sour and unsavory. God wants your words to be seasoned with grace. Does that mean you're going to get it all right? No, I've already given you examples of even in my own family, how I didn't. But teens often think about how much, I mean, we have to think about how much our words are going to impact. Are they thoughtful? Are they kind? Are they understanding? Are those the words that are coming out of our mouth? Are those the words that a person in authority, aka you, Are those the words that should be coming out of your mouth? Chewing out your child, belittling, marginalizing, shaming, guilting. You know, that's not going to lead to the action that you really desire. It's also not going to lead to the character development that you want in your child as well. You know, if you speak harshly, your children have a hard time managing and processing all of that. And again, depending on their temperament, it's either going to drive them away or it's going to crush their spirit. Either way, that's not a win at all. Unfortunately, words just have a way of rolling right off of our tongue. But the words that do roll off of our tongue need to fall into a tender place of your child's heart. And that happens when we pause and we think and we understand how that particular child, you know, the one that you have, how is, how are they going to hear what you say? See, your words need to have a filter. And if you want to cultivate that healthy relationship, you got to keep the heart of your child. You can't just blurt out everything you think that comes out of your mind. Yeah, that, that's even like you can't even blurt out everything you think about other people. And especially with politics, you want to be careful about that as well. It's simply not going to work. You know, after I had a conversation with my daughter, and I walked away thinking, why did I say that? You know, I knew that at that moment, I needed to become a better listener. Because the situation had come, had developed between us, that I, I, when I was speaking, she immediately had this this kind of wall. Um, I wasn't mean. I just would kind of just say things not really thinking so much of how she was hearing them and how she was processing the world around her. So we so we have to think about how we say it and also when we speak. their their circumstances and their personality all play a part of that. You know, I hated getting in trouble when I was little. I I was I wanted everybody to be happy. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted I wanted to build all these wonderful relationships with everyone. I really did not like getting in trouble. I I tend to live my life watching what other people do. I'm a student of people. I guess I could have my PhD in, you know, studying people. I watch and listen to people and I take notes. And so in my case, I would always watch what my brother did and whatever he did that got him in trouble. I would think, nah, I think I'm not going to do that. You have some children like that as well. If he talked back and got in trouble, I thought, Nah, I don't think I'm going to talk back. If he snuck out and then got in a whole lot of trouble, which he did, I thought, Nah, I think I'm not going to do that. Some of your kids, they're going to resist you and they're going to actually push back and do the exact opposite of what you want them to do. And the reason they do that is because they're not responding. The words that you're saying and the way that you say them, they're not landing in the right place and your children get resentful. They get angry. They start talking back. So the more they, they start pushing back, the, the more frustrated you get. The more, the more they realize, hey, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing back here. And before you know it, you've really escalated a situation into a volatile, maybe a volatile verbal fighting match, arguing. And it doesn't need to be that. Because speaking louder or saying words that are like darts into a heart of a child, that is not going to get them to comply or listen or obey what you're saying. Verbal battles do not win. They do not accomplish their goal. You know, when words do slip out of your mouth that don't need to be there, that shouldn't be spoken, here's a, here's a simple remedy. Go to that child as quickly as you realize it, or as soon as they're ready to hear you and tell them you're sorry. Go to them, say, you know, I was distracted. Be be honest, I was distracted. I was frustrated, I'm, I'm, I feel like you don't listen, I feel like you're not being respectful, whatever it is, and say, regardless of what you did or how you reacted or what you didn't say or what you didn't do, I just want you to know I was wrong and I'm sorry, will you please forgive me? See, we often think that if we do that, that somehow makes us weaker and it actually makes our kids respect us more. You're modeling to them what they do when they misspeak, when they aren't kind with their words, when they aren't gentle. Let your speech be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you are to answer each person. That can be found in Colossians 4.6. That's a skill. And if you're not real good at it, start practicing. You know, to monitor your mouth. It requires watching your words. And the other way is to deal with your hurt or angry uh, angry emotions before you get into a full-blown heated conversation. When you are in, you know, when you do have to have a hard conversation, it's important for you to ask the right questions. Before you react or overreact, ask the right questions. At the right time, stay calm. Make your goal to forgive, to restore and reconnect. Ask those right questions, but not an accusatory way. Don't interrogate them. Don't pepper them with 20 questions. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I love to ask a lot of questions. To me, that brings clarity. To my children, they feel like they're under an investigation. I had to learn to be careful with how I asked the questions and to think about when I asked questions. If you do need to have those conversations where you think, Uh, The words that you say or the words that they say could become volatile. Plan a time to talk, but make sure you're free from distractions. Always keep your goal in mind. Is your goal to win? No. If that's your goal, that's not the right goal. Because your goal is to build a relationship, to build trust, to let your children know that they are safe to share, even some hard things, that you are trustworthy and that you will hear them. Affirm what they're doing right, not everything they're doing wrong. When you're talking about monitoring your mouth, think about your children as young adults. And why? Because they are. They're growing into the person that God has made them to be. You know, God says when we are a child, what do we do? We speak like a child. And when we grow up, you put away childishness. You are the adult. That means you put away the childish, sarcastic, um, mumbling, belittling remarks. You are the adult. Your child might not Express how they feel using the right words at the right time in the right tone. But you are the adult. You help them learn to monitor and process what is, what is worth, uh, what words to, to use, how to construct the words that you want to say. And always be thinking about building confidence in your child. Sometimes your child will quit trying to talk to you just because they know how you're going to react. And as we think about monitoring our mouth, we have to think about our goal is to build a relationship. Our goal is to resolve any conflict that we might have. And we want to pay attention to nonverbal language. You know what I'm talking about, right? The arms cross, the eye roll, the little mumbling as they walk down the hall. Uh, maybe the, the way that they close the door a little harder than before. Or maybe the way they just talk back to you, the way that they they answer you. There's a, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different messaging that our kids can say when they say no or yes, ma'am, right? It, some of you have your kids say yes, ma'am. That's what my kids did. Some of them, you don't require that, you just just want yes. Well, yes can be yes, 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 I mean, right? You've heard them all. Think and listen to how they're saying. And instead of immediately correcting them, pause for a minute and think about how you asked the question and how you reacted to the situation. I want to talk more about monitoring your mouth, but unfortunately, we're running out of time. Words are powerful. The power of a well-timed word or head tilt or gentle touch or smile conveys so much to your child. Even your gestures, the little gestures you can make, They can be healing, healing touches to a wounded soul, to a wounded heart. Think about how you can show them that you love them and you're trying to communicate, and the actions and the words that you use. Let them know that it's safe to have conversation, even hard conversations. And I think we'll talk, I think what we'll do is we'll talk, I mean, I would like to talk more about what do you do when you like get in the midst of a heated conversation? Not like you have them, but I'm sure you do because you're a family and there's different personalities and there's different goals and objectives and, but we don't want an emotional wall to be between you and your child because then they're not listening. We want them to hear the words that we say. Because you are careful to monitoring the words that you speak. You are mindful that the words that you say fall into a tender place of their hearts. And, you know, to be honest with you, there have been times where my kids have said, Mom, you know, you talk about words all the time, how important words are. And sometimes you're not very good with your words. (laughs) I'm like, ouch, (laughs) how true is that hate being called out by your kids, right? But it's true. And you can beat yourself up like you're such a rotten person, a terrible mother, or you can just acknowledge the fact that you aren't perfect. You aren't going to get it right every time. But thankfully, you can make it right by how you respond and then how you react in the future. Change the behavior. Listen to what they say and then change the behavior. Your response makes a world of difference to the overall relationship that you have with your child. You are shaping, molding, forming, and fashioning your child into the person that they are meant to be. Do it wisely. Do it well. Monitor your words. Make sure your words are life-giving. Make sure your words are honest, but not harsh. And you know... Make sure that you're thinking about the child and how they're going to hear what you have to say. There was a book I read once, It's Not What You Hear, it's, it's Not What You Say, It's What Others Hear. And I'm just telling you right now that, I mean, I can't remember everything about the book, but it was kind of like that book, just the title had a light bulb moment with me. Because as I'm talking to you, I am literally thinking about, okay, now I'm going to say this. I have my script here. I'm going to say this, but every word that I say in my mind, I'm thinking about how are you hearing it? How is the parent who always has to be right? How are they hearing what I'm saying? Or the parent who just feels like they just need to just be totally honest and candid and in the mind, out the mouth. Or the parent who's maybe afraid that their child's going to reject or rebel them if they say anything that is slightly hurtful or harmful, that they're going to totally destroy their child's psyche. I'm thinking about that now. That was a pretty powerful book because it gave me a picture of what happens when I say something And it goes through the process of the thousands of listeners that are listening to this podcast. I am thinking about how is it going through your filtration system? And how is it landing in your heart? You want to do this with your children, your spouse if you're married, your colleagues, your friends. You want to tame it. You want to tame the tongue and you can only do that when you pause and you think about how the Lord wants you to, to live your life, be in as much as possible, be at peace with all people. That's an important part to consider. Yeah, we're going to have confrontations and we're going to have, we will have hard conversations with our kids, especially this fall, as everything has changed. We're going to have hard conversations. We're going to have some pushback. We're going to have some, some conflict you're the adult, you have the opportunity to think about the words that you say before you say them. You have the opportunity to decide how you're going to react and respond when your child isn't doing their work or when they're not finishing their assignments or maybe when they've lied to you or they haven't done chores that you've asked them to do or any given issues like how they've, you know, not been kind to a sibling, whatever it is. When you pause long enough to think about are the words that I'm saying, how are they, how, how is my family, how are my kids hearing the words that I say? How is, how is my artistic creative child hearing my words? How is my logical science left brain? How is my child who's just a people pleaser, He's super sensitive, easy to, wants to comply, wants just to get along. How is that analytical child? How is that child who wants to be the boss of the home? How are they hearing it? You will find when you start paying attention to that, the dynamics within your home and your relationship will grow exponentially. So monitor your mouth and use your words to be life-giving. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Equipped to Be. It's such an important topic, isn't it? Words are such an important part of our life and our day. It's how we communicate. As you think about monitoring your mouth, I look forward to hearing from, from you. And send me an email. Let me know. Follow me on social media. I want to hear how you're, how you're processing and what you're doing. And thank you so much, everybody, for the comments that you're making. We're all in the same boat. We're, we're never going to stop having to monitor our mouth. It doesn't matter what age our kids are, whether they're toddlers or, you know, 20-somethings. We're always going to have to be mindful of that because the goal is building a relationship earning their trust, and letting them know that we're going to do life together. Make your week a good week, and I will see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member, and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.